Okay, we're we're recording. <laughs> All right, what? take two. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, 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 I'm Steph. And I'm KB. And, and we, we are Activate Podcast. We are two Jesus-loving mamas who may cuss a little. This podcast is our passion. Get ready to tag along through the ups and downs of our crazy lives. We're going to bring you guests that will inspire and encourage you to grow in your health and in your faith. We will talk about parenting, relationships, fitness, and nutrition. We will bring you the latest fashion tips and share all of our favorite things. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you some laughs and relatable, inspiring content that will encourage you to activate your life. Hey, 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 Activators. Today on Activate, we have Jennifer Blackburn. She's a dynamic group fitness instructor, cycling coach, and personal trainer. The style she coaches to is personal, and her classes are customized using the latest conditioning technologies, which are the backbone of her results-driven programs. She's an ambassador for Lululemon, Life Fuels, Vital Performance, and Girls Up. Her television appearances include NBC4, Discovery Health, Good Day Live, Great Day Washington, and Comcast Sports. Jennifer has written several articles for the Washington Post, Women's Health, Self Magazine, Birdie, and was named one of DC's top trainers in Washingtonian Magazine. With more than 20 years of experience specializing in educating and motivating class participants and celebrity clients to achieve extraordinary results, Jennifer currently resides in Maryland with her five children. Welcome, Jennifer. Whew. Okay, here we are. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? How's it going? Hey, Jen. Hey. What's up, hey, girl? girl? Quick shift. Let's go. Right. I know, right? <laughs> Love it. This is going to be Add a little so gear. much fun. It's already spin lingo. It's I'm, already, already, <laughs> I'm already out. <laughs> Yay. How's it going? We're going to double team, and you're going to take both of our. Yes. Oh, we're Lord, do it I'm together, team right? teach. Let's do it. I yeah. Ne- yeah, I never profess to be a, a spinner. <laughs> I just show up. <clears throat> all right. That's well, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for, for driving me. all the way to nowhere. I love it, though. Forever it's away. But you were just saying, like, everything's an hour no matter what. Yeah. And I live all the way out yeah. in the country on the other side. Okay. On the other side. Perfect. On the other side of the river. <laughs> on the Perfect. other side of the triangle, right? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's all the same. Yay. Nice. So we're excited to hear your story. Like we just said, we're winging it today. We don't have notes, and everyone on here probably knows that that gives me anxiety. <laughs> Steph's like top Let's of her game with <laughs> without a plan. <laughs> What's gonna come? It yeah, must right. be that instructor. <laughs> you're like, yeah. okay, this isn't how I planned it, so we're gonna wing it. Yeah. We're gonna wing gonna it. Gonna figure yeah. this out. Really oh, my playlist it. is on shuffle. How did that happen? Okay. And I'm like in a fetal position on the floor <laughs> without a plan. <laughs> totally. <laughs> what do you mean? Um. So I think I just wanted to share my story. Um, There was a point, I was talking to a friend about this on the way up here, and um, about a year and a half ago, I was teaching a cycle class, and this girl who worked at the front desk came and she said, I really want to talk to you after class. And she was one of the girls that worked at the front desk, and I was like, oh, she's totally going to tell me about the 1,700 complaints Mm. The class was moved. I don't like your it was music. Too loud. Yeah, too it was loud. too loud. Your music is, is she too loud. Gangster. Do you have like a decibel meter on your phone? Like one of those. You the get, earplugs were she gone. Knows. Yeah, I know totally. for sure. Um, can yeah? Can you give me some earplugs? Um, so I taught my class. She came into my class, and when she came in at the end, she shut the door. So I was like, oh, oh sweaty. Boy. This is serious. It's gonna be yeah. a lot of complaints here. <laughs> right. And she sat down and she started sobbing. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, what's wrong? And she's young, probably like 19, 20. She must have been, yeah, like 19 or 20 because she went to Howard University. Yeah. And she was like, listen, I talked to Ian and he said you've had a really messed up life. And I was like, oh, oh wow. Okay, Thanks, Ian. Cool. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and she Way to put in a good word. <laughs> Want to be friends? <laughs> um, and she goes, you know, I, I, I looked at her and I was like kind of startled and I think she could tell that. And she was like, no, no, that's like in a, in a good way because I'm <laughs> Your really. Your life's been sh- terrible in a good yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> in a good way. She goes, um, and I've had a really shitty time and I need your help because I'm not, I don't think I can make it. And I was wow. like, oh, okay. Yeah. She proceeded to tell me that her father was killed oh. and then about 60 days later, her sister committed suicide. Oh, oh my gosh. And I was like, okay, 
so we're going to talk about this and we're going to figure this out and I'm going to help you. And she said, the one thing I promised my dad was that I would continue to go to college. Like I promised him I would get my degree. She goes, so I'm living in like a group home and I'm working at the front desk and I'm going to Howard. She goes, but I literally feel like I can't wake up every day. Mm. How the hell do you do this? Yeah. And so we had talked for a couple hours and I was at the end of the conversation. She's like, you know, I think you should tell your story. And I think as time goes by, you're kind of like, I don't really, do I have a story? Yes. You the know? answer is yes. Yes. And, and then everybody has a story, but we do it too. It's like that imposter syndrome almost. Yeah. Like right. who wants to hear my story? Yeah. Ever, people have a worse story or whatever. And then All you the think time. It, yeah. It takes and then you get on Instagram and you're like, well, my story's not that sexy. <laughs> right. So I don't know if anyone wants to hear my story. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, and then you tell people and they're like, oh. what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I think. Is that sexy. Right. <laughs> And then you live in kind of like the neighborhood that you live in and your kids go to school and, you know, maybe they go to private school and people are like, oh, I didn't know that kind of crap happens where you live. And I'm like, oh, Wisteria Lane. We're all dysfunctional (laughs) as hell. Right. Right. And I'm like, the level of (laughs) the dysfunction might be a lot Mm -hmm. or um, traumatic or kind of scary Mm -hmm. or kind of like what the hell Mm -hmm. moment, you know, kind of like your 2020 story. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it was kind of that realization. And then uh, four months after that, I had a woman call me who's a successful real estate agent in D.C. And she was like, I want you to speak in front of all of my realtors. And I was like, oh, I don't really know. Like, that's like a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, I'm telling you, I just want you to do it. It's going to be good for your soul. So it was me and two other women who also had like a story And we go in and, you know, they had a story, but then there was like my story. And I was like, so I get up at the podium (laughs) and I'm like, "Uh, I think everyone should like brace themselves and like take a sip (laughs) before my story. And, you know, regroup. And you could hear the entire audience like after my story, just be like, oh, wow, that's a story. But it was the first time that I had ever publicly spoken about the story. And it was like amazing. Mm. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I feel skinny. Yeah. yeah. You're like, wow, <laughs> that's kale. what that feels this like. It's amazing, <laughs> right? Who needs air biscuits? Yeah, that's so silly. This was totally inspirational and motivational for myself. Yes. Right. But then the people that I had touched in the audience, the people that came to me after that, they were like, I've got this issue. Can you help me? If you got through that, I can get through this. Mm, yeah. Like, my issue's not a big deal, but it's a big deal to me right, right. now. Mm-hmm. And I really need your help. And I'm like, absolutely. And I think the thing that all brought us together was obviously fitness. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about the communities, like, you have these large communities of like Peloton or Soul Cycle or whatever. But then you think about your local little fitness community and how those people, how you teach to people every day and you communicate in the crowd and you're you're giving your words of wisdom as you're on your stage teaching your class Mm -hmm. and your jam comes on and you're like, oh, I'm feeling inspirational (laughs) as shit right now. Here we go. Bring it. (laughs) Yep. Right? And you give out those words. But what you don't know is that the people in the audience and all the crap that they're dealing with. Mm And it might be something really small or it might be something they got, you know, they're diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. I remember I had this woman that came to one of my classes and at the end she was like, thank you so much. My my husband just passed away yesterday. And I was like, oh, gosh, wow. What? I'm like, and you made it out of bed like here in this class. And she's like, I just wanted to be in a space where that issue was not there for 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah, this changes lives. Yeah. This room, that's what I say. I'm like, we are one. Yeah. No matter what, everything else, this is this changes your life. Yeah, and when you leave the room, the shit will still be there. Yeah. Right. But like in this space, it's gone. Right mm-hmm. now it's gone. This mm-hmm. is your 45 minutes. It's all about you. You live alone. You're single. You have no kids. You sleep <laughs> right. well. You eat well. Yeah. It's your world right yeah. here. Yeah. And it's an amazing job that we have to basically let people escape from their reality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I think it was that those two points and then obviously we had COVID and then that was just all downhill but (laughs) did you teach from home yeah yeah not the same (laughs) I was like 
I I had a bike. I was teaching on Zoom and I don't know how I did it for a little while, but it was for me, it was miserable because I get my energy from my people. Yeah. You know, so I was just like, this is the worst, but I know they want me to teach and I'm so <laughs> sorry because I hate it. I think I popped on. Was it like your birthday or something? And I'm like, I got to get on there. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> I said hi. And I, <laughs> I pedaled like for now, a few minutes. Like, will she notice? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure I shut the camera off and went over and like did a boot camp workout. And, <laughs> and I'm out. Oh, oh my gosh. that's too But funny. it was miserable for me. I loved it. Did you? Oh, good. Oh. But I think it's also because all my kids work at home. Yeah. And I was like, it's too much stress trying to find a sitter. And get oh, out. And, yeah. And in um, Maryland, you have to teach in a mask. Oh, that's right. Ooh. Yeah. We so had Maryland. that scare. Somebody yeah. told us like last week, like, hey, I heard you're going to. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not teaching in a mask. So. <laughs> it's, and I think that's what has kept all Virginia gyms alive. Yeah. And the growth of people from Maryland crossing into Virginia, going to oh. gyms. Interesting. Yeah. Because, like, when you think about Equinox, tons of people left Bethesda, yeah. and they go to Tyson's Corner. Yeah. Oh. It's 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, if I don't have to wear a mask, I'm driving 15 minutes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I am. Well, mm-hmm. listen, people are just trying to get healthy. Why are, we, why are we punishing the healthy? Yeah. The people trying to get healthy. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I taught at home a lot, but I felt like I still had, like, 80 or 90 people That's in class. That's big. Yeah. So... I think I was still able to feed off that. Um, It did get old after, you know, after a while. And you're kind of like. 17 months. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or you're like, I want a little bit of both. Like, it's nice to not stress about the kids and teach at home. But also be able to like, I like humans. Humans are great. I like to hug. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I love to like fist bump and high five and be like, that was freaking awesome. Like when we first went back, you're like. I know. I know. What do we do? I know. Like, I just walked right up and hugged you. I don't even think about oh, it. Yeah. Either. You're like, whatever. Is it okay? Can we touch? Yeah. Is yeah. This a, can yeah. we? Okay. Is this a thing? Um, yeah. So now I'm, uh, I work at the St. James, which is in Springfield. Awesome. So, and that's like 550,000 square feet yeah. of all this amazing space where you can teach class and yeah. have lots of social distancing. Space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome. There's tons of space. So um, it's good. But then I also, you know, teach online mm-hmm. because I like that too. And there's yeah. a lot of people that aren't going back Still to going the gym. out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of my clientele I think is, I would say mostly in their 50s. Nice. And a lot of them have been with me since Jason passed away. Yeah. So um, you don't want to give that up. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're like, those right. are my people. You show up oh, for them. They, sure. They've been Showed with me for, yeah. for 12 years <clears throat> during family. all of this trauma. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want to let them down. Yeah. And they're scared to death to leave their house. Right. Yeah. So I got to keep them safe. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Love that. All right. You ready for it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I know. I haven't been more. Ex- I don't know that I'm seat. excited, <laughs> but I'm ready. <laughs> I'm like, we've had some pretty good stories, too. So this must be a really good story. So um, in 2008, my I have three boys, and two of the boys are with Jason. And then my oldest son is with my first fiancé mm-hmm. back in the day. You mm-hmm. know, silliness. Yeah. <laughs> um, been, there. <laughs> yeah. been there, done that. Yep. Um, so we had three boys together because he was helping me raise – um, my oldest Jordan and in November of 2007 we started having all of these issues and I was like you know what life's too short I'm a big fan of if you're not happy go right I'm not a, someone who's gonna linger and uh, it's not my jam mm-hmm. so we had discussed it for a while and I was like you know what I'm just gonna take the kids and I'm gonna move out so it was Thanksgiving I packed the kids and I'm like you can have everything I don't even care take the house take whatever I don't care I'll live in an apartment I don't give a shit Mm -hmm. so I took the kids got my car moved into an apartment so we were raising the kids back and forth together this was December and January and it was a disaster his parents were involved it you know it was trying to work out custody and money and it was just horrific Mm -hmm. fighting constantly nonstop, and the boys had gotten a really bad fever at the beginning of February and I'm not a worry mom so I didn't take them to the doctor but this was like 103 104 and the fever wasn't breaking and all three of them had it wow what is going on Mm -hmm. 
So I called Jason over to the apartment and I was like, hey, is there any way that you can, I need you to just go get Motrin. I don't know what's happening. Nobody's fever's breaking. I'm fine. They're a wreck. This is horrible. And at the time, the boys were two, three, which, you know, is like the worst age on the planet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my oldest was like, at the time, 12, 12 or 13. So we had had a mutual friend. His name was Mike. And Mike was actually the godfather to one of the kids. And we lived in like this subdivision with like, you know, the planned community, mm. the grocery store, the whole right. thing. Nobody leaves your neighborhood. <laughs> um, also kind of like Stepford wise. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Everything's here. Everything stays here. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's house looks exactly the same. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those. So uh, Mike had lived in that neighborhood with us, and I lived in an apartment out of that neighborhood because I also hated that neighborhood. <laughs> but um, and there was a Safeway in between Mike's house and our house, and I was like, just go home, get the kids their blah 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 whatever toys, and run to Safeway and get Motrin and come back. So he goes to Safeway, comes to my house. And I'll never forget it. He was playing Alicia Keys in his car, and he opened up his car door. It was like, that girl. Right? (laughs) Totally. It was like 11 o'clock at night, and of course I'm like, can you turn your damn music off? You know, like that mom moment where you're just like, I just need the damn Motrin. Give me the Motrin. (laughs) So he runs upstairs. He gives me the Motrin. He's like, I'll call you in a little bit. And he never called, which I thought was kind of weird, but then I was like so tired. I wasn't even processing and his mom called me at two in the morning and I picked up the phone and I was like what's wrong and she's like Jason's dead and hung up the phone and that was it and I was like it's that moment where you're like that did not just happen what What in the world that did not just happen that can't happen what are you talking about so I got all the kids in the car and I drove over to the house and there were police everywhere and yellow tape and I was like, what the hell is happening? And at this point, I know nothing. Right. So I call my parents who live in Colorado and I'm like, dad, Jason's dead. I don't know what's happening. And he's like, that, that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Figure out what's happening and call me back. So I finally got in touch with a police officer who basically was like, oh, he was murdered. And I'm like, okay, why is nobody telling me anything? What? What is happening? And people don't just get murdered in the Stepford Wives community. Like, what the hell are you saying? So this is like hours. No, and I haven't slept. The kids are like screaming, crazy, puking, fever. Mm. I'm just like, this is insane to me. And I would say probably eight hours past this point of knowing that he's dead, the police show up at my door. And it's just like you see in CSI. The knock, the suits, open the door. Ma'am, can you please send your children to the other room? And I'm like, and then they clear off your coffee table. They sit down, they ask you for a water, and then they open up a file. And you're just like, what the hell is happening? And they're going through pictures, and I'm like, can somebody tell me what what is going on? Like, please. And they're like, Mike Adams has murdered your husband. (gasps) And I'm like, wait a minute, what? And at this point, I start laughing because I think to myself, this guy. This is a joke. (laughs) Yeah. And this guy is like this little, um, he's like a little five foot seven golfer with like khakis and like wouldn't, can't even like squeeze your hands. You you can beat him up. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of like laughing, like, I don't think that's possible. You had the wrong person. And they were like, no, it was a gun. And I'm like, oh, wait, what? And I'm like, how did he have a gun? Like, what are you talking about? And they were like, he had a gun. Jason went to his house. They were arguing over a football bet. It was um, the Super Bowl. And the New England Patriots were playing somebody else. I don't know anything about football. But um, and they were fighting because Jason was like, the New England Patriots are gonna win. And I guess the under the odds, I don't know anything about Jason. betting. Yeah, yeah, likely, likely Jason was correct. Yeah. yeah, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> and um the odds were not in the Patriots' favor. 
So Jason had bet $100 that the Patriots would win. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want my $100. And Mike's like, I'm not giving you your $100. And he's like, give me my $100. So they're arguing, they're arguing. He's like, okay, I'm going to take your laptop until you give me my $100. So he grabbed the laptop, he put it against his chest, and he turned. And as he turned, the bullet went underneath oh his armpit gosh. and shot him right in the heart. Which, I don't know if you know anything about guns, but it's almost like impossible to just pick up a gun and shoot someone and get right in the heart and the very right. first shot. Yeah. Right? Like, what are the odds of that? So he held the laptop and then he started running for the door. He fell out of the door and he made it probably 10 feet. And then Mike stood over him and shot him five more times what? in the back. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, this is all like... Two o'clock in the morning, midnight, something, you know, late at night. And a woman above where this is happening, I guess, is videotaping the whole thing. So when... Like from his house? Yeah, like in the apartment, like in the high rise, because they're on the sidewalk. And he's videotaping the whole thing. So when Mike had shot him, he put his hoodie over his head and shot him five times. And then he turned around... And he must have looked up because he caught the guy's vision, you know, videotaping him. And then he knew he had to turn himself in. So he went in the house. He took the gun. He got in the car. He drove to Virginia. He sat down at his mom's house. And he's like, here's what I just did. And his mom was like, you're going to have to turn yourself in. And he turned himself in. And apparently he suffers severe depression and was able to purchase a handgun. And a lot of people that he knew from the golfing world, he worked big in the Nike golfing world, um, were helping him, them do sports betting. Mm -hmm. Mm. So he was involved in like a lot of betting and stuff like that. And people were after him for like tremendous amounts of money. I was going to say, not a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he just, I guess, like, lost his shit and um from that point so this is all happening so I'm like okay I've got all these kids my ex is gone every my ex is Arab Mm. and my two boys were the first male grandchildren in the family Mm. okay so the in-laws don't like me. Oh, yeah. I know where this is going. Yeah. <clears throat> so now I'm like, okay, I've got five seconds to basically figure out what I'm going to do because mm-hmm. this, this shit is going to take a turn for the absolute worst. So I call the life insurance agent who I know, and I'm like, I have a question. Jason's dead. It's literally been like 10 hours. And I'm like, please tell me he did not change the beneficiary. And he was like, oh, my God. He just changed the beneficiary and left everything to his father. Oh. Everything. So at this point, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm about to be homeless with no money and three kids. Completely wiped out in a second. I'm like, oh, my God. So thankfully, the only good thing is is that uh, the house we lived in It was right before the market crashed in 2008, and I was able to not be penalized for that house. So that house went into foreclosure. Not a big deal. I didn't have to worry about any of that. That was like the only saving grace. Yeah, geez. So now this has happened. I have to bury Jason, but I'm also watching our best friend be put away for murder for the rest of his life. My parents fly in, and my mom falls off the plane and breaks both of her hips. What? Yeah. Oh, it gets worse. My 12-year-old, his father comes into town and is like, listen, I know this isn't the best circumstances, but I'm going to serve you with papers. I think he should live with me. Yeah. And I'm like, are you insane? Like, do you think I'm like just like this indestructible yeah, right. object? Yeah, how much like... can one person take? <laughs> yeah, and how and he's been out of the picture? Yeah, he they live in Florida. 
like to, like flew up to present papers. Like, let me just take full custody. I'm like, that's good. Turn right back around, oh, buddy. My goodness. Yeah. And then my in-laws are suing me for murder for hire. What? And I'm like, usually when you do murder for hire, I think you get things like there's like, like the life insurance yeah, or, or like uh, money hidden or so I was like, we're like homeless. Are you kidding me? We're oh homeless. My God. So now I have to find a lawyer with no, I've no money. I mean, I'm teaching classes, but you right. know, yeah. So I'm like, you're going to sue me and now I'm going to have to sue you back with what? Right. With what, what is happening? <clears throat> so I have to find a lawyer who's like willing to take this case and in the meantime, how do you sue somebody for that too? It's like, like in, obviously the police know I didn't hire him. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's crazy. Wow. So we get to the point where the case gets dropped. We don't even have to worry about that or whatever. But then um, you're like eighty thousand dollars in debt from all these lawyers, where a case didn't even make Just it to defend yourself from for, something that was made up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. So then I'm filing bankruptcy. Hmm. And it, and then I have to go through a murder trial, which is a whole different mm. thing that you never, like, it's the scariest thing walking up and doing your oath. And mm. then, like, and then the press is there. And then people are writing, like, horrible blog stories about me. Like, mm -hmm. she was sleeping with someone and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, what? And then they're like, she was sleeping with him in the courtroom. And I'm like, uh, no, no, people. What are you saying? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, absolutely crazy. So then this happens. We're living in this apartment. And then my mom, who needs emergency hip surgery, also has polio. So they're like, oh, she actually can't go home. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What did what? you just say? And my dad's like, we have to stay. You're going to have to take care of her. And they don't have health insurance, okay? They live in a small town in Colorado. He's like, I've got to go back to work. I'm like, wait, you're going to leave me with her? I've got three with kids. all of I'm that going completely on. So by is there myself. still a custody battle happening at still this a point? Still a custody battle. Yeah, still a custody battle. And I'm still, like, literally just buried Jason. And now my mom's moving in with me. And I've got a one-bedroom apartment. Like, What? So she's sleeping on my couch. I'm taking care of her. I've got the kids in the car that are going with me to teach classes at 6 in the morning because she can't watch them. Right. And they're, they're sleeping in the car. They would drive with me to Next Level in Bethesda. I would get them McDonald's. They would sleep in the car. I had an SUV, and they would watch movies while I taught class in the parking lot. And then at 7 a.m., their alarm would go off. They would come into next level, take a shower, and then I would drive them to school. And that went on every damn day. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. My mom ended up living with us for like six weeks. The murder trial didn't happen until the following November. So this was like 10 months of my mom living with us, a custody Right. The murder for hire and then getting ready for a murder trial. Yeah. And all the while, I we get nothing from the house. My kids have nothing of their dad's. And there's all this family feuding and fighting. And I'm like, you just got millions of dollars. What, what are you pissed off about? Like, please, right. are you people right. kidding me? Right. And then hate mail and people, you know, Facebook messaging me. You're a horrible mom because and you're a horrible this is all human. public. People are writing it's all these public things. Right. and it's on the Washington Post. Oh, geez. It's on the front page of the sports section in the Washington Post. Yes. So I'm like, this is an absolute freaking disaster. So time goes by, I would say like four months and Jordan's dad, I was like, listen, he's got one more year until high school. Just leave him alone. Like, let's just get through this year. Right. And then if he wants to start fresh in sunny Florida, he can make that. He choice. can absolutely do that. Yeah. I'm all about it. So I go and in high school, I think it would be good for him to get a fresh start. But he's got to finish this last year. Yeah. Like, that's just right. rude. Mm -hmm. So he finished the year out with me and then he ended up moving to Florida. 
Um, and then the boys and I, uh, av- oh, and then the dad was like, I want custody of those boys. And I'm like, you're not getting custody of my freaking boys. dad? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So I took them to court. We won nothing. It was just a complete nightmare. I was like, you guys are evil people. You deserve the money. Like, just right. take yeah. the money. Right. I just want my kids and I just want to be left yeah. alone. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So it was a very long traumatic what year was this 2008 okay and he was he got year, uh, life in prison in november of that year and he's tried a couple times for parole but he's been denied Wow. and jason's dad worked in the court system so so what did he it was definitely yeah, interesting. did he ever what did tell he his say did he did he go up on the stand he did not go up on the stand. Um, they pulled a ton. They basically tried to show that Jason was very angry, which he was. And there was a lot of dialect between Jason and Mike on text messages. Like, mm-hmm. give me my money. I'm mm-hmm. going to kill you, blah, 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 mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure men say all the time in a right. freaking heat of rage or right. whatever. Right. And Mike would have gotten off if he just shot him that once. Because Jason entered his house mm-hmm. uninvited. It's because he continued to shoot him outside in public that he got life in prison. So so the video was there, yeah. clearly. Yeah. And that person would have been called to testify, but they didn't need their... They uh, had enough. Yeah. It was probably like a week long. Wow. It was long and exhausting. And you're like scared. I'm like, do I need a lawyer? Am I in trouble? Right. What did I do? Because I'm friends with him. Yeah. I didn't know. And then it's the whole like, well, if you weren't friends with him, then this none of this would have happened Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like. You're like, well, we were friends with him. Yeah. And I'm like, and you could say a lot of things about a lot of things. If I didn't do this, if I didn't do that, if I didn't do this. Anything. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's ridiculous. Right. That's life. So. Fast forward about three years ago, my oldest son was dating this woman. They had been dating probably like four or five years. And his father calls me in the middle of the night. And I'm like, okay, same thing, like four in the morning. I'm on the side of the road. I'm driving to work. And um, he's like, okay, there's been an accident. And I'm like, don't. Yeah. Don't. Can you not? And in that moment, when in, when you know it's, like, about your kids, you're just like. <gasps> that just happened. Just happened, yeah. Yeah, it is the worst feeling mm-hmm. on the planet. Yeah. And you are instantly going in a bad place. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Jordan's okay. And I'm like, okay, That's next time you That's all I needed call, to know. Start there. Start there. Right. Yeah. I got, I just seeing Jake's name on my phone, I'm like, something's a problem. Like, he doesn't call, you know? Yeah. And I, like, picked up the phone, and he's like, Kristen. Oh. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And he's like, and my, so my son had just flown there. Like he was there maybe two hours. He had just gotten there and they got in an accident and he was okay. But I mean, he ended up okay. He's like, I'm at the hospital with Stellan and my entire like central nervous system. Like oh. I could not stop shaking. I was so, and I was only getting like bits and pieces and he's like, hey, he's fine. You're, you're overreacting and you, he's fine. And I didn't even think he need, needed to go to the hospital. Yeah. And I mean, this kid's his, head his is gash, like bad. But so I'm, gosh, like that's awful. And, and especially and you when you have like, like already PTSD from a phone call yeah. like that. Well, and you can't like you're far get away. to your yeah, kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the key <clears throat> when you're just like, what do I do? Do I get in the car? Should I start driving? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So his girlfriend had committed suicide <sighs> in the front yard with a gun. And I was just like, what the hell? How? Does this happen twice right. in our lifetime right. where gun violence has literally taken away two people mm-hmm. in one family? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, why does this 21-year-old little girl have a gun? Like 21, beautiful, blonde, blue eyes, graduated at the top of her class, bought her first house, super smart. We were, I was just like, she was just at my house holding my baby. What mm-hmm. are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And like put the gun in her mouth. Like the most violent. It was her gun. She had purchased yeah. it. Her dad bought it for her mm. um, for her 21st birthday. I was like, mm, I don't know. Usually people get like liquor, but OK, <laughs> you know, whatever. Right. What about taking your daughter out for a shot? Right. Yeah. Um, or 
take her shooting so she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Or discuss, like, why you have the gun. Right. Or if she has issues, let's Right, not if there's a mental health issue already, maybe yeah. let's... Or anything. Let's yeah. get her um, help and then talk about that later. Right. Yeah. So another uh, depression, you know, with a gun. So, um, yeah, twice in one lifetime. In such a short... My kid is 26. Yeah, how did... How so was I'm like he? in... Well, he got married... So he's good. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. He found the one. Yay. Um, or, you know, so they think that young. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Call me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you, Cassidy, if you hear this. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. And the younger oh. two? The younger two, um, I feel like my 16-year-old suffers more from, like, PTSD mm-hmm. than the 15 year old. So they were two and three, you said? Yeah. So do they have memories of him? So the three year old, I'll never forget, we were driving in the limo on the way to the funeral, and Nicholas unbuckled his seatbelt, got up, and looked at me, and he was started, he had this hor- like fear horror in his eyes, and he was like, Is that my daddy in the box? Oh, and I lost it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh. And he's like, Mom, we're going to cry today, and tomorrow we're going to be fine. Oh, and gosh. he sat down in his seat and buckled man. his seat back. He had his Spider-Man outfit on. Oh. And um, and then he, we went right into the funeral. Yeah. Wow. And they wore their um, Spider-Man muscle pajamas, oh. which was another thing. Like, everyone in the funeral was, like, pissed off. I'm like... They're, they're children. They can right. wear whatever the hell they want. If they feel safe and right. protected in their jammies. Yeah. Like, they're going to wear their jammies. This is wow. not like a photo op. Right. right. Like, I don't care what they wear. The fact that they're here, we're all functioning, we're winning. I mean, I feel like there was... Functioning through all of that. More important things to be worried about than what... Oh, yeah. Okay, so how do you, so how do you rebuild your life from there? So you're a single mom with three boys you have no money no money literally filing bankruptcy Mm -hmm. and I think it's that fitness community Mm. like you go to work every day you're working for all these other people all these other people that have been with you through all of this tragedy and you're like I'm gonna keep going these people show up every damn day Mm -hmm. to be with me for me to coach them and educate them and make sure that they're healthy I owe that to them. Mm-hmm. And then as you continue through that, you build bigger communities, you know, and the 30 people that you started training, you know, 15 years ago mm-hmm. have now come to 300 people. Mm-hmm. And even though it's not this, you know, grand scale of thousands like you see yeah. now or whatever, those 300 people are like yeah. real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. And they're, you're important in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and saving and sharing like that's the whole thing. And with us, too, about I'm like super honest about all the things. And Kristen is, you know, like it's not for attention on our story. My story has nothing to do with making I feel better by helping other people. It's your vulnerability that helps people get out of their way. Yeah. That helps them keep living. You know, like that's. That's what's important. Yeah. And especially when they think like they're going through something, they're like, I'm not going to make it out of this. I'm like, yes, you will Mm -hmm. sit down. Let me tell you a story. Like, yes, you will. You will make it. You just got to keep moving. Yeah. And I think that's the key. You've got to keep moving in order to stay balanced. Right. Yeah. 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 And figuratively, like you got to literally keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be burpees all day and it doesn't have to be on the bike all day you know like get up and get your girlfriend and go for a walk or check in on someone Mm -hmm. and be like okay can you do five push-ups okay great we're still winning right yeah it doesn't always have to be super high intensity whatever Mm -hmm. but are the people you've surrounded yourself with still moving after that trauma Mm -hmm. you've already survived 100 percent of your worst days Yeah. yeah Wow. Absolutely. So what happened then with the grandparents trying to get, did that end up just getting they thrown out? Did you have never to seen my kids? Wow. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. Yeah. They saw them in the beginning for a little while. I was just like, you know, if you want to see them, you can see them. But they were like, you must drive them to us. And, and I'm just and like, this kudos is kudos to you. Cause if, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, 
I tried. Well, yeah. After the after they, you know, after them yeah. trying to ruin you. Yeah. And then um, there was a point when the boys were like maybe five and six and they were playing with like, I don't even remember what was hot back then, like P- the handheld PS, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And they were at the grandparents' house and they were doing their little gaming and the dad looks down. He's like, you're not even interested in us. So don't come back. Okay. Yeah. And that was it. Hmm. So my 16-year-old just informed me uh, three days ago that he went to their house. Oh. Because ironically enough, we moved into a house that's only like two miles from them. Okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. So how was that? And he was like, it was pretty awful. Oh. And I'm like, well, that's good. He, yeah. He did it on his own and yeah. found out on his and own. And I'm like, like, it's not like you had to say like, oh, they're. Totally. Yeah. They're that's evil. That's the best way. Yeah. yeah. So it was great. And he was just like, he was very And honest. they never get, left them money for anything? Oh, no. I mean, we got like $1,500 a month in a stipend for both boys uh, for like 10 years. And I'm like, okay, I don't know where you people live, but $1,500 right. is groceries. Yeah. Just so we're right. clear. Where we right. live. Yeah. Right. It's a little, re- I was like, what's that going to do? Mm-hmm. But thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, co- like college or. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So uh, he goes to the dad's house and um, the dad's like, well, you know, I would have kept kept in touch with you guys, but I asked you that day long ago and you were in your game and you just didn't feel like. Gosh. Wow. And, and Nicholas was like, I was, I was fine. Yeah, I, I was sick. Little. Like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, you're the adult. I'm the child. He goes, my sister's sick. She doesn't want to be with anybody. Right. Like, what are you talking about? Right. You think my mom's going to be like, well, you don't want to be with me anymore. So right. carry yeah. on. <laughs> right. yeah. See you later. Get your own place. Right. Totally. Wow. Good luck, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So they and we don't see even Jason's brother. He didn't see the kids at all growing up. It was horrible. That's sad that they didn't want to keep that sort of like lifeline. That's all that was right. And my 16 year old looks just like his dad. Like it's Mm. heart wrenching. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the brother was married and the in-laws gave everything that was inside of our house to them. Oh, wow. He was like, here's a car, here's a motorcycle, here's all their furniture, take it all. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So the uh, the brother, Chris, he was married to this woman, Shannon. They have two kids. And she was just like writing me letters like, oh, well, maybe if you weren't such a bitch. Oh, no. You know, blah, 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 blah. Well, <clears throat> karma came back because now they're divorced and she's miserable and whatever. So, you know, all comes back. Yikes. But, uh, yeah, it was crazy. And the brother just contacted my kids like six months ago. It's a little frustrating that they wait and then wait till the kids get a little older and then come at them directly too, like bypass you. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, listen. But yeah, you got it. You just let them do. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you guys are old enough. You can make your own decisions. If you don't feel comfortable talking to these people, you don't have to. Absolutely don't. If you're curious Mm -hmm. and you want to find out by yourself, you go right ahead. Which I I imagine you would be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that they feel so sad that they. Maybe even to hear about him too. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So they have one uncle that has remain tight with them the whole time oh that's good so, that's, so they did have a connection they have one connection which is awesome mm-hmm. good yeah so oh man <sighs> it's been a crazy a yeah well thank god for your i mean your fitness community because can you imagine going through that without yeah no that and especially support. because my parents don't live here my sister doesn't live yeah. here my brothers don't live here yeah so to go through that completely alone right like i can't even tell you the amount of meals that showed up at my door or people that were like do you want help with your kid let me come over let me babysit let me pick him up let me help him with homework yeah I wouldn't have and just like you're saying your like loyalty to them like imagine how many people go through trauma and they stop everything everything that keeps them alive you know it was like your commitment to them that kept you going oh yeah I think I would have been like 
a raging alcoholic or like deep depression mm-hmm. or like lost yeah. my kids yeah right. because I couldn't like raise mm-hmm. them yeah mm-hmm. for sure. absolutely oh wow there were many times where I would just like sulk and cry and be like I'm not gonna make it through this this is yeah. literally the hardest freaking thing I could ever imagine yeah it's One insane thing on top of the other yeah yeah it was like never ending then yeah. your kid like gets a bad grade and the teacher calls you and I'm like, mm, no, it's not important. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I can't help you. I'm busy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tell me that He's again. at school, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Totally. All right. We're winning. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah. I, yeah, that's insane. And thank you for sharing all of that. And, yeah. and it just goes to show like, even when you think you're at your, you know, lowest deepest pit that you can't go on another day that you can't get through it you're you know in a in your shower crying thinking I can't make it like you can make it and there's always something to continue on for yeah and I think a lot of people have stories that they just don't oh share everybody has Mm -hmm. stories yeah yeah yeah, like we were saying, though, you don't think you think, oh, someone had it worse. No one cares to hear my yeah. story. But you can really bring somebody out of their slump. God only knows yeah. what they're going through. But just by sharing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And sometimes when your story is really bad and other people have stories, they're like, OK, my story's not so bad. Right. Oh, like, I was thinking I was already yeah, thinking about like girl. my last 25 bad days. Like, well, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. Telling this yeah. Story, well, right? that's could be worse. Yeah. Could be way worse. Right. Oh, my gosh. I know, even so, when you think about, like, your health and, like, you, you know, you get COVID or you get, like, the flu or whatever, and you're like, okay, this is sucks. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, there's a three-year-old somewhere that's going through chemo, so it's not that bad. Right. I always try to explain, like, perspective to my perspective, kids. Yeah. Like, got to put it in perspective. Like, this is not the worst thing that could happen. Totally. You know, meanwhile, I'm like, the sky is definitely falling. <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely the worst, for sure. Um, okay, so where so people can find you where if they um, want to reach out to you yep so i'm on instagram uh last name blackburn mm-hmm. underscore jen or i'm also teaching online at moxie oh cool yeah okay. i'm one of the master trainers on moxie which is really cool yay um has been a huge lifesaver yes yeah um but yeah they can what kind of workouts are those hit workout nice yeah. I, can, I can do a yeah. hit workout there you go a little boot what camp times? and boxing what time oh I love I used to teach boxing yeah why what? don't you go back uh well it just was at my old studio we don't have oh. it anymore wait they don't have it over there in Gainesville Mm-mm. it was I taught it at Revive which was my it was spin and boxing that I yeah. taught over there I taught ringside at um lifetime for a little while but we're still limited classes oh wait and you know Isaiah yes Oh, I love him. Yes, Isaiah's amazing. Yeah. I love him so much. He's small the best. world. Yeah. Right? The yes. fitness community is really small. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Isaiah. Oh, Sadly. we'll have to make sure. Yeah, right. Um, okay, what time are your boxing and hit classes? Uh, 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 okay. a.m., 9 a.m. I take some sixes. Okay, there Whoa. you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, even though I do all the things too, I'm like, I just am not, it's winter though. I'm like, I'm not going to go work out by myself downstairs. Yeah. And it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cold and I need someone to yell at me. But if I'm not yelling at someone all else. all fitness instructors need that like. Oh yeah. Yeah. I used totally. to do, I did beach body first and then I'm like wrecked by that. I can't <laughs> just go downstairs and watch a video anymore, you know? <laughs> Yeah. The years Speaking of, that. of PTSD, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like, no, no, no. In fact, my son's dad is deployed, and so I teach at 5:30 a.m. and 6:30 on Wednesday and Friday. Well, I was teaching Wednesday and Friday, and I had to give that up because I'm like, well, he's seven; he can't, yeah, be at home alone. Sorry. And I, I lasted like one week, maybe a week and a half, and I was like, I can't do this. So then I asked around for a sitter and found somebody or whatever. So I took the Wednesdays back and then our friend Steph is teaching the Fridays and I'm like, so how do you like the Fridays? <laughs> you like yeah. want it back? I'm not busy. <laughs> you know, I'm, I mean, I have a sitter now. I mean, um, the fact that you got somebody to come to your house at five in the morning. I know. Right. It's, and so I'm also like, oh, I'm not going to push the bar. She said yes to Wednesdays. <laughs> right. But, <and laughs> right. I, I feel so bad. She walks in and I'm like, here's, here's Blinky. Do you want to lay me down? <laughs> oh my but, gosh. Oh man. It was, yeah, just literally like a week and a half of not. You know, that's my favorite time because you're there, you're done, you're, you know, whatever. But yeah, yeah. everyone has boys. Yes. Boys are the best. Boys, boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
best. They are the best. They love their mamas. Yes, they do. Yeah. 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 I think my dynamic would have been different if I would have had girls first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because so you, you have, have girls. One... I've got girls now. I've yeah. got two little girls. Two girls. Yeah. And I think going through the tragedies that I've gone through, oh. night and day with boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, they want to they want to help yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, they're like your like they best t- friend. Yeah, oh. and they want to like, almost okay? take care of you. Yeah, you okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you, you need? Good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you all right? Yeah. It's the best. How old are your kids? 18, 17, 16, and eight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Boy, that was a rough three years. <laughs> it didn't. Qu- yeah, it didn't quite work out that way. But yes, uh, my two, my two. So it's yours, mine, and ours. So my husband had. So our, we had kids that were actually three days apart. So wow. I have my boys are eighteen months apart, and then. My stepson and my son are three days apart. So, yeah, it was a rough transition. I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah, it wasn't easy. Blending a family is hard. Not for yeah. the weak of heart. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So that your girls are, did you say six? Six and four. Oh. Yeah. You have like generations of children. So oh, yeah. yeah. Like I, right? I do too. Like, that's amazing. 16, 15, yeah. six, and four. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And are they super girly? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like... I'm like, well, mommy's so pretty. I'm sure they're walking around like they're very diva. I think, and I think too, like when you work at, you know, like AJ owns the gym. Like everybody knows him. Oh yeah, he's like coming in and boo, you know, staring on the people at the front desk, and you know, it's super funny. They, my God, and Lifetime has the best kids club ever. Oh yeah. He loves it. Yeah. There. He probably rules the roof. Yeah. He's like, going to play ball. <laughs> My mom's one here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know this, but no. <laughs> yeah. My mom's kind We're of a thing. not like that, but um, sometimes no. <laughs> oh, they love him, which is what matters. That's awesome. Especially like every Saturday morning. That's, you know. Yeah, that's his thing. That's where he That's your routine. Go. Yeah. So. And it's good fun. for the kids, too, because they get yeah. in this routine. Mm-hmm. It's not like sitting around the house all day and you're like, oh, no, got to teach. Yeah. Let's right. go. In the yeah, car. Yeah. Going. Chop, yeah. chop. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he always comes up with me first. And so he wants to wear that. You know, he's got the mic on and he's, you know. While you set up your room. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, can we go to the life cafe when we're done? Every time. Oh, yeah. Every time. <laughs> every yeah. Saturday we have the cafe. Yeah. And you're every like, time. I just spent everything I just made. <laughs> yes. Thanks, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming yes, and sharing your story. You. And just, I guess, yeah. remember, wow. like you like you said, you've survived 100% of your worst days. And just to keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep moving and, and motivating. Yeah. And sharing your story because yeah. you don't know who you're, you're helping yeah. by sharing your story. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Okay, bye. Bye, guys. (laughs) Well, that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. If you found value or were simply entertained, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, be sure to follow us on Activate Pod on Facebook and Instagram so you don't miss a thing. Thanks for your support. Today's the perfect day to activate your life. We love y'all.